Hey, what's up guys? The Weekly Hype here, but it's just me, Lucas. The other guys couldn't do the podcast this week, and I volunteered to do it by myself. So, it's kind of a dead week in sports. Uh, baseball, college baseball season has started up. Um, other sports are kind of just in the middle of their season or not there. NFL is over, college football is over, basketball is just in the middle of the season. The all-star game for NBA was pretty interesting. Um, you can see how the new format made it so that there's an actual competitive ending to the game. But I don't know if they really needed to add that because in the past year, like last year, the game had a very good ending. But this year, it was decided by a free throw and there's some outrage from that but I think it's fine so I'm just gonna tell y'all a little about myself first so yep junior in high school one of the three weekly hype members um I play tennis varsity tennis since freshman year um I did not play freshman year but in sophomore and now junior year, I will start and play. I don't really play any other sports. I grew up playing baseball. I played church basketball. But more importantly, my favorite NFL team is the Jets, of course. They didn't have a very good season this year. But I think they could have had a better season without Sam Darnold getting mono, as you should look back to episode three for that. Sam Darnold getting mono kind of just hurt the uh, team as a whole. And maybe if Trevor Simeon did not get hurt in our second game versus Cleveland, then we could have won maybe one of those four games that we lost without Sam Darnold in, which could have just given us momentum and maybe helped us in the playoff race a little bit. But they did not make the playoffs again. I see in the I feel like they could make the playoffs next year if everybody gets better and they just keep looking at it as a positive. And yeah, um the defense is really really good. Sam Darnold it just needs to continue to come back and be better. Le'Veon Bell just Adam Gase does not have the right play calling idea to make him seem the best player on the field which he is. And maybe we can get some good wide receivers. Odell seems like he may want to come here. But I'm not really a huge, avid Jets fan. I think the more important thing is that um, I like the NBA, but that's not very important either. I don't like... I don't like the MLB as much. I mean, it's fine. I would be a Braves fan if I watched it, but... I don't really watch the games. If I was to cheer for a team, I would be a Braves fan, which they're on the up right now, and but they were on the down when I was a kid. And now with the NBA, I just follow it. I'm an avid follower. I don't really have a favorite team. I don't. I'm not a LeBron hater. I could be considered a Kevin Durant hater, but that's just because of his uh, move to Golden State because 
I was a really big KD and Russell Westbrook fan after James Harden left. See, I'm kind of like I was kind of a LeBron fan as a kid, and so I was like I cheered for the Heat and stuff. So, but I also liked the Thunder. So when they came in the playoffs, I cheered for the Heat, and so I cheered for the Heat throughout the rest of LeBron and the in Miami, and in Cleveland, I would always cheer for LeBron's team. I really didn't like the Warriors, so I was just anti Warriors. But I also looked, and I saw. Kevin Durant leave OKC, and I wasn't really a big Kevin Durant fan, person like as a person. I liked OKC as a team, so I stayed with OKC and had and developed the ideas that Kevin Durant was a horrible, horrible person. Shouldn't have made that move. But that's really what was important to me at that time. So then I continued to think about what would have happened. But I started liking the Paul George, Russell Westbrook. I still like Russell Westbrook, but since he's on the Rockets, I really, I really lost that connection to OKC and Russell Westbrook. So I don't really. I this year I have not been very well watching the NBA, but always in the off season I get reinterested in it. I think free agency is way more interesting than um, the ideas of watching the regular season games like. I probably start watching at the end of the regular season and maybe not even until the second round of the playoffs, but I will stay an NBA fan until the end of the thing in the free agency. And then I kind of dies off because there's a stretch where nothing really happens. But that's not really what I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about more about NASCAR. So one of the main topics that I used to think was very important was the dying sport of NASCAR. And then I became a part of the dying sport because, hey, I used to know a couple drivers or racers or whatever you want to call them. But now I can't know anyone by their name. The Daytona 500 happened. I didn't watch it. I mean, very not good circumstances to watch it because it was raining and there were some delays but I still probably should watch it. But I feel like the sport is kind of on a down. And to turn it back up, all the all that NASCAR has to do is identify its problem and then start ad campaigns, more and more ad campaigns. Think about this. If right now an ad for NASCAR popped up, that would add you, a sports fan, to the idea that, hey, NASCAR is a sport. I'm going to look up when the next NASCAR race is or who won the last one. And then I'll maybe tune into one, tune into two, giving the you the idea that NASCAR is still relevant. But NASCAR is not really relevant in today's sport. But yeah, this is about uh something that I'm not very strong about, but I still want to discuss. <clears throat> but now let's take it to my actual love and... It is South Carolina Gamecocks. So let's go in the order of... We'll talk about men's baseball, men's football, and then we'll talk about women's and men's basketball. So first off, men's baseball looked pretty good this past weekend against Holy Cross. No errors in the series. Won the series 24-4 to overall. Won their games uh, pretty, pretty convincingly. Um, 
the only thing that was kind of scary is that they had a point two four one uh batting average, so maybe they'll get those hits back up. But right now they're playing they're gonna play Presbyterian and we'll see if they can translate bats onto the field. But there's a hopeful start for them now. Now Carolina football we have discussed on this show a lot and I don't really know what to say. Um I continue to be the fan of them. The recruiting this season really gave fans some uh, hope for the up- outcoming class, and we'll see how we can be better or worse this next season, and I think the only way there is to is to go up. This recruiting season really brought some drama. Jordan Birch, one of the main focuses of it, like committed to South Carolina in December but did not sign his letter of intent with a reasonable justification that he did not want to he did not want to sign without his teammates so South Carolina fans did get a little nervous but they got more nervous when he went on a on a visit to LSU two weekends before signing day so he he didn't waver on his commitment though so he came home, and he went to, on an official visit there, and no wavering of the commitment. So he signs, but then he doesn't send in his letter of intent about two days later. So it looks uh, very good right now. Uh, just some drama added to the Gamecock football offseason because that's all we need. And then, of course, women's basketball looking very very good just beat UConn a couple like a week ago very convincingly at home the only loss they have is to Indiana who at the time was like the 15th best team in the nation and it was at the start of the season so you can't really make an excuse for it but I mean they have a chance to make a run at the national championship and now the main topic I wanted to discuss was South Carolina basketball they are obviously a bubble team but they can be easily thrown off the bubble in the next coming weeks. So they obviously started off the season pretty decent. They played four teams, four very easy non-Power 5 teams, and they won all their games, and those were at home. And But then the trouble started when they played in the Cancun Challenge. So... They lose to Boston University at home, which is not a very good loss. Really had no control over the entire the entire time in the game. Really not looking good for the future of the team. Uh, and then the next game on Friday, that same Friday, they play Gardner-Webb, who hadn't won a game in that season and only win by five points. Then they go to Cancun, lose to Wichita State by 23, and lose to UNI or Northern Illinois, by six. So now you see in these four games that, hey, they are not looking really good. They could not be a very good team this year. And that's kind of what it continued to be as they go play George Washington, who did not really look like a good team, but they only won by nine points. Go to UMass, really down in that game, not looking very good, but then they win by four. They lose at home, 
But then there's a point where they started to play really, really good. They go to Clemson, a team in Clemson that's beaten Louisville, that's beaten Duke, that's beaten UNC. Really very fluctuates, doesn't really beat bad teams or mediocre teams, but it's beaten some really good teams, and that's really good potential. And now they're looking pretty, that's a pretty good win. They won by 13 at Clemson. They go to Virginia, win by 11. Virginia at the time was ranked very high, but they've fallen since then. But still, they look really good. But then they come home, and they play Stetson, and they lose by seven points at home to Stetson. Very an embarrassing loss after they just could not do anything at all. They didn't even try and come back. They tried to come back in the second half, but they didn't even do that good in the second half. They tied them in the second half. And so now you had a very good upstart in the SEC play. Not started to start off bad with a loss versus Florida where we didn't have our unknown leader at the time, but we still didn't have Jermaine Kuznard. So we had hope, but Jermaine Kuznard, we didn't know as a fan base that he was going to be a leader of the team, but now we know that he is. And then we go to Tennessee and lose by a point. Very, very, very tough game. Tennessee plays amazing defense at Tennessee is not a very easy game to win. Could not stop John Fulkerson. John Fulkerson still a force to be reckoned with in today's game. But one thing always comes with another. Upset number 10, Kentucky at home. I was at the game. Um, Very just like bad start of the game. Down by almost 15 or 16 at a point And... They come back, take the lead, a comfortable lead, and then they almost try and choke it away by missing free throws. A major problem with this team is missing those free throws. And, yeah, so they don't really look very good until they start coming back, start coming back. And then quickly for Kentucky, it's a very, very nice shot with, like, 10-ish seconds left. And then Jermaine Kuznar goes down there, banks in a three-point buzzer beater, that could change our season. They carry this momentum to Texas A&M, but Auburn comes off two horrible losses, and they obviously go to Auburn and lose. They Then they go on a win streak of beating Vanderbilt, Kansas, and Missouri, where the fan base as a whole saw potential for a huge win streak. And But, we, but they had to get upset, or not upset. I think it was supposed to be a close game, but Ole Miss beats them at home, at Ole Miss's home in Oxford by 14. So that stops a three-game win streak. But then South Carolina responds with another three-game win streak of Texas A&M again, Georgia, and Tennessee. This time, Tennessee, John Fulkerson still did good. But South Carolina comes back and shows that they're still in this game. And so now they have a very tough week ahead of them. They have to play Mississippi State, which would be today, and they have to play LSU on Saturday. And these two games could really decide their NCAA fortune. See, I s- there is scenario, there is a scenario where they lose both those games and win out, and they probably couldn't make the tournament still, but they'd have to do really good in the SEC tournament. But it's better if they win one or both of these games right here. And then... They look very good going into what you call, you, they look very good 
into going into the SEC tournament where what no matter what they do in the SEC tournament can't really affect if they're going to be in or not. But this week is a very hard week. They're not favored probably in either of those games. They play Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi State again, and Vanderbilt. And I think you have to beat Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt. You kind of have to beat Mississippi State at home. You can't lose a home game other unless it's LSU anymore. And I just don't know. But thank you for tuning into the podcast with me today. Um, I told you about what I think about my favorite teams. Maybe comment, email us, check the Instagram, swipe up on a post, and tell us who you want to do this with next. And if you want to actually do this again, or if this was just a special scenario that you didn't really enjoy. Thank you. See ya.